guys and welcome to episode 177 of The Startup Diary. I am with my little bit bruised co-host Adam Callow. Uh, tell us about the face, Adam. Yeah, so uh, as, you, as you probably heard on the show last year, I did uh, ultra-white colour boxing. A friend of mine, Charles Oban, uh, signed up to do some ultra-white colour boxing and he was like, cool, I'll bring the pads down, we'll do some sparring. I'm now from Manchester, I spent the day at my house. Um, and then I was like, cool, go to the gym. And I, I took the pads off and put the gloves on. Uh, and it was like... You didn't a, hear the bell. It was, like just... a, it was like a scene out of Rocky. It was like Apollo Creed against Rocky Balboa, uh, apart from the fact that neither of us are very good and we're both... A little bit chunky, <laughs> um, but yeah, there was so, less abs. <laughs> so that's where, and I didn't even. So I knew that he caught me, uh, and I didn't notice how bad. And then, oh, and by the way, just so you know, like I look like this, but I've got the video of us sparring. So he wanted to use it on his Facebook Live. So I'm like, I'm on the pads, and I'm like, right, get your guard up, and he doesn't. So I slap around the face, <laughs> proper like Rocky style. Like, okay, so that's <laughs> so that's why he hits you. Slap him right, yeah, slap around the face. Like, right, okay, and you know, he appreciates. Like, okay, guard up, guard up, guard up. Guard drop. So I take the pads off and then put the gloves on and we're like, okay, let's go like 70, 80%. We haven't got gum shields in, so we're not going all out. So uh, we're like doing some sparring, doing some sparring and I realize he's not protecting his body. So I'm like, okay, just like put your elbows in. Put your elbows in. I'm like, put your elbows. and he doesn't. So he comes over the top. He, he like telegraphs it. He's like, big old swing. And I just step to the side and put one in his stomach and he just kind of goes, Poof. stop. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> and you should see you should see the video it's it's brilliant funny story is actually when sarah was training um we did the same thing we did live streaming to band of builders i put it on facebook and i'm like ah, took your elbows in protect your stomach trust me you need to protect your stomach if you get caught it'll wind you blah 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 and she doesn't so then i just throw a real gentle push into her stomach she drops to the floor like seriously just out like just goes folds over and then if you watch the video back I didn't notice at the time. Someone commented. I realised. I look at the camera and smile. <laughs> I'm like, ah, psh, wife down, wife down. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's uh, that's the face. That's the face. But uh, nothing important this week. So, but, but did he, he hit? You, he hit you round the face. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there was there was lots of face contacts. It's amazing. Because what I've just heard is you beat him up with <laughs> with the pads. But what I didn't hear is how he hit you. <laughs> yeah, the pads came off, gloves went on, and we did three we did three rounds of sparring. Um, oh okay so yeah okay so, so did you have I'm guessing you didn't have a full head piece no no headpiece no gum shield shouldn't have been sparring at the rate we were sparring at to be honest but you know you just get carried away you having fun you got padded gloves what, like one what, of you like, it's like oh, okay we start at 50% one of you jabs it and, and then you think in your head that ain't that ain't 50% I'm gonna increase mine a little bit <laughs> you wanna start buying like that everyone's at 180% exactly. instead of <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that's the face, Harry. That's what's uh, that's what's happening with me right now. Nothing important this week apart from a client meeting and a board meeting. Luckily, I look good for it. Mm, <laughs> just you just turn to the side. Like, just, so how are you guys? Yeah. Oh, this old thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, what we're we talking about today? Um, I just wanted to get on the show and <clears throat> something that's kind of just stressing me out a little bit at the moment um, is a mortgage. <sighs> Tell me about it, Jesus. And I just wanted to jump on the show and just basically explain to people some of the problems that I am running into uh, and and run into, just about keeping it completely honest as we do on the show, about when you run your own business, some of the implications that has. And this is why this is why entrepreneurship and startups and business is super tough because apart from trying to build the business, you also have to manage your own life, like your, your personal, uh, like family and stuff like that. Um, and it has knock-on implications to everything that you do. 
Um, so I wanted to just jump on the mics and just quickly explain sort of what one of the things I'm running into. Uh, and I know you're a recent homeowner, so you've got your mortgage and see what that's like just for the people out there. So <clears throat> there's, firstly, uh, I've been making a mistake in terms of like how I put myself down because technically I'm not self-employed because I'm employed by the company. Um, so when you're doing a mortgage application, when I did it about a year ago, I was like self-employed for less than two years. And then my accountant was like, no, no, you're employed by the company. Like, I, I, I'm not an accountant. I don't really know the differences, but I think one's a sole trader. And when you, when you are the company, you are technically self-employed. When the company is limited and it employs staff and you're on payroll, then I think it's, I think it's different. Don't quote me on that, but the accountant basically told me I'm doing it wrong. So I thought, sweet, because then the account was like, when I applied for the mortgage, like, oh, you need another year's full accounts to do this and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, cool. So we've been living in the house that we're in now. We're going to buy it. I uh, just need to get the mortgage on it. Everything's ready. Just need to get the banks to sign it off, deposit, all that sorted. Um, so we, we start going through that. And then as I'm putting it through, it turns out if you own more than 25% shares in the company, then they still class you as self-employed. And not only that, you then have to go and get what's called, and this is a really geeky term, but you can tell I'm in the weeds of it, is an SA302. So even when you give them your pay slips and your bank statements and all that stuff, they still don't believe you earn what you say you earn. So uh, they have to go rooting through your... Uh... So you have to go to the accountant that then has to send a letter to HMRC, which is, for anyone that's not in the UK, that's basically the government's financial body is what I'm going to say. Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. The people that if you don't pay your taxes and stuff like that, they don't want to come, they come knocking on your door. Do you remember that scary on the, advert? On the door that you don't necessarily own yet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that advert? The fear-mongering advert, which is like, it's the end of the tax year. Get your submissions in or we're coming. Have you seen that one? I've not seen a scary one There's like a that. a scary one, yeah. They, they've gone a little softer on the old tax return things now from what I remember. I can't remember the latest one, but... It's always, it's always someone walking at an angle now. It's like, if you've not done your tax returns <laughs> by the 31st of October. <laughs> so so that's just caused me like a world of pain trying to get a mortgage. And I just thought... I can, I can only imagine, by the way, because the the hassle that I went through just getting it, and I'm basically in a standard situation. Standard that most job. You're employed, through. couple of years, like, you got three months pay just, slips, just got the, a contract. The, <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, the, the aggro of just kind of going through everything and the back and forth like the whole process is just so slow and painful anyway that I, that the thought of if they've got to then like you submit some stuff and then come back to you go actually we need we need three times as much information on you because you don't fall into the standard category yep. it gives me a headache just thinking about the stress that it must have caused you. It was just... And causing, I'm guessing. Yes, still causing. I kind of know where I am now, at least. I've just basically, even after all of this, so we basically got it all agreed, mortgage reading principle, tick the box. Um, And they've basically come back at the last hour and said, uh, we want you to file your 17, 18 accounts before we give... You you got the mortgage, but we want you to file your 17, 18 accounts and show a net profit in 17, 18 before you get the mortgage. I'm like, that's four months away. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing it. And the problem that I'm running into is, uh, so firstly, just to take a step back and get super real, that's why I keep saying like get real and real talk. If we get any realer, <laughs> we'll be, I don't know what we'd be. What's the reality next, what's, TV what, show? What, would be a reality what, what, TV we'd, show. We'd be coming out of your headphones. <laughs> we'd so be in the room with you. The, the problem that I've, I've got is when they submitted from SA302s, that is basically the government stating categorically what you weren't in that period. And 
Well, and that's not that's not from any numbers that you've reported. That's like facts. It's the accountant <clears throat> going through everything, seeing how much you've paid in your national insurance contribution, like everything. Not just me saying to, oh, I've, I've increased my pay slips for three months, which is what I actually thought I could do. You can't. Um, so this is going to be a show for bad month, advice. You just skim off the top of our wages and add to your own. And that, and Harry, that, that, that deduction every month <laughs> is a legal requirement from HMRC. Just call them. Um, but one of the things that I did when I started the business, so Sarah was still in full-time employment. Um, she, she, she earned okay, nothing major. Uh, but I only took £7,000 out as a salary for the first year. And the next year, my salary was 11500 so what that naturally did, and the reason I mentioned on the show, so for one year I took 7K out because that's basically what I needed to live to top up our wages to get by. And the next year we did the same. Um, but what that did is it created too many question marks around my account. So like, well, you're obviously taking money out somewhere else and we can't find it. So we don't... Be- oh, because you're not technically getting a proper wage. So yeah, they thought, yeah, they the, thought- there must be money going in because no one's going to just have seven grand. Exactly. No one thought, you're not living off that. Uh, so we don't know where the money's coming in, so we need an extra year's financial accounts to, to have a longer track record on you, basically. So the reason that I wanted to jump on the show and talk about it is if you are in a position now where you are thinking about starting your own business, the and you've got to think longer term about this, and I wish someone had sat me down, and this is, don't even start, I can talk about school and how they completely fail to train you about how to use finances correctly. Oh, like, absolutely. It's one of the biggest, like, drives me missing, missing education pieces. It Like, it, it's... The things that school don't teach you are life lessons. Yeah, it's just like terrible. They, they, it's it's book smarts and nothing else. Yeah. Like it's fuck Pythagoras. I've got a bad credit rating because of those guys. When I came out of school, I didn't realize the impacts of not paying a credit card. Obviously, everyone says you just pay your credit card bill on time. I didn't twice in a year. It fucked me for like two years mm. after that. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know the impact of a credit rating. But I, I didn't even know what a credit rating, credit history, credit score and all that was. I was like, I don't own a credit card, so I must not have a credit rating. But then but they it's like, oh no, you do because you exist. So therefore, there's, oh, and by the way, it's not just one credit score. There's actually three different companies that independently record that information that you have to pay to see. But yeah, just make sure you get it right. But it's not just that. It's the fact that you said, I don't have a credit card, so I've never had credit. So I must have okay credit because I'm have a default. And they go, no, 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 Mr. Harrison. No, that's terrible that's because terrible we credit. don't know what you're like when you borrow money. <laughs> so you're in a, you're in a catch-22. So, yeah, so we could literally rant off that because it's one of my biggest pet peeves about just the fact that schools completely fail to educate 14 to 16 to 17 to 18-year-olds about how to be financially just educated. Responsible. responsible is a word I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, if you're in a position where you are thinking about starting a business or starting a business... Go and get some, and I hated this advice, and I understand that this is the most annoying advice in the world because it's probably going to cost you an hour or two hours of paying an advisor. But go and sit down with someone and say, listen, here's my life situation now. And if I'd done this back then, it would have looked something like this. I have a wife who is three months pregnant and I've just started a business. In the next three to five years, we're probably going to move, probably going to have a second kid, and I want a mortgage by the time I'm 30. Uh, what do I need to make sure that I do and don't do in that time period to make sure that I give myself the best chances? Here's my credit report. Here's my bank statements. Here's what the business will do. Here's a business plan. Can you just have a look at this and give me some advice so I don't F things up? And his first answer will be, don't start your own business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that for me is, is just caused me a world of pain. So if you're in a position, think long-term 
Uh, and, th- and you might think, I don't need a mortgage or anything like that. Great. Just think longer term about what you do want. And then just think about the financial side of what you're going to need from people in the future. Mortgage, credit, whatever it is. Even even stuff like if you're running a business and you need a bank loan in the future, how you run and operate your business and how you have diligent accounts. If you walk into a bank manager and you say, I need a loan off a business plan and you've got three years of management accounts and they can show that you're you're diligent in what you do, much higher chance. If you just go in and you've been running it like like I did for the first year and a half with with our chairman, I used to meet him in the Weatherspoons. We used to sit and talk about the business for two hours every two weeks. It wasn't formal then. I was that just a kid. Explains a lot. Of I was things. just a kid. Trying, <laughs> I was just a kid trying to build a business, uh, and then as we grew, we got more formal. Um, but the decisions you make now are gonna are gonna have a massive financial impact on what your options are in the future. Um, and I don't mean to preach. I just know that the amount of pain and headache it's causing me at the moment, because more than anything, it just it's just a distraction. Like until that mortgage has gone through, I am just distracted because. It's just, I just want to get the house sorted because my kids go to school down the road and it's just painful. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I know it's a little bit of a rant, um, but yeah, it's just try and be try and be smart about it and think about long-term. There are, there are bigger implications when you're an entrepreneur to just trying to have a successful business. Uh, and I agree, I agree with all that advice. Obviously, you want to be responsible and, and all that jazz. Um, if when someone's hearing that, the, the one concern is that like the counter argument is is if you think long term bigger picture and you've got to make sure everything's perfect that might stop someone from doing doing yeah, yeah it's perfect so, perfect perfect, perfect it, so like would you for example in your situation if you'd have known then what the pain that you're going to go through now mm-hmm. do you think it would have delayed things or do you think you'd just done it differently because uh, there is a concern that it's yep. like if, if I've got to have everything right and I've got to think about mortgage, kids, whatever, whatever the future might hold, yep. is it might just end up making you think, you know what, I'm, I can, I'm never going to be able to tick all those boxes, so I may as well not start down a road that I can't finish. Yeah, it's a really good point. So if I could if I could go back and know what I know now, it wouldn't have put me off starting a business just because that's me. Like I would have worked, my attitude as you know is I'll work it out. Um, and, and I think, and I think that's kind of some like because I kind of have a similar thing as well. Like sometimes things just work out. Like yep. take the rough with the smooth, and you just kind of deal with the situation as it comes. But <laughs> people can freeze. And yeah, no, exactly. And and people also look for uh, not opportunity. People look for reasons not to do something. Uh, yeah. Like I'm just going to stay in this job for an extra two years until I've got. Like, I guess that's the point. I'm going to stay in this job for an extra two years because I want a mortgage in two years and like. I'm but not going to be able to get it if I just start my business now. But then when you've got the mortgage, it's like, yeah, I can't really start a new business because obviously I've got now I've got the house and, mm-hmm. and the missus to look after. I can't really, you, know, you can end up adding more yeah, onto the excuse. Yeah, exactly. Adding, adding more liabilities to go to the rich dad, poor dad, which I still need to give you to read. I honestly thought about it again this weekend. It's like, I've, I've only got five minutes. So I probably wouldn't have read more than one page, but I <laughs> need the book looking at me before I can. Uh, I'll sort it out. But yeah, I, I, and over time you add more liabilities in. Uh, and now you look at where I'm at. I'm going to have a mortgage in a couple of months and I've got two kids. Taking the risk then to leave a stable job to start your own thing. The longer you leave it, the higher the risk is always going to be. Um, the things that I would have done differently is I would have worked on my credit rate because I didn't take any credit out. I didn't do that thing. Like, I would, I would, the reason that I wanted to go and ask for advice is not for a guy to say, here's, like, this is a yes or a no, what you should and shouldn't do. I would have gone in there and said, listen, I'm doing this. 
what's going to give me the best opportunity to get that in the future working within the game that I'm playing as in like uh, he would look to my credit file and said you, you, you need to build your credit rating up because you've got no credit out in your name blah 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 you had a default five years ago or whatever the number was like you need would, to work on would you on say the credit score was a it is a huge part of, of kind of the struggles that you've gone through yeah definitely yeah definitely uh, because so cause I think from because I was like that, eight, I was like 19 20 and I just stuck my head in the sand after that I just didn't didn't take credit you know how I roll I, I've always got cash in my pocket I've always been that guy with cash in my pocket just just working like that um, yeah just that was that was a huge problem for me that and the combination of being what is classed as self-employed for only more than twenty-five percent of the business, though, and this is why I feel like we run a community of trades professionals. Like I feel for these guys because they they do, they're in the same boat as me. They are small, independent business owners, and when they try and get a mortgage, I have no doubt they jump through the same hoop. So this is not a this is not a snowflake problem. This is not unique to me. When you go and try and do your own thing, this is the sort of stuff you're going to run into. But then my ego came into it as well. I was like, I'll just fucking buy the house by the time I'm thirty. Screw it. I'm going to build the business up that well, that fast. I'm just going to buy the damn thing. Mm, you're uh, 28 now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two years to do that, Harry. Uh, it's like, I'm going to walk into the... Uh, sorry, I, I've got my emails in front of me. I can it? tell because and your eye keeps wandering over at that, that oh, big it, it doesn't. Screen. It doesn't normally. I just clicked on the thingy and the email, I've been waiting for an email from someone for about two weeks and it's literally just going to my inbox. But I'm just going to turn, I'm just going to You can that. email the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like the, the credit rating was big. Uh, not pay. This is genuinely a problem as well. Not paying yourself in the early days, at least what is classed as enough to live on, was problematic for me. And to be honest, just because it raised a few eyebrows, raised a few, raised a few eyebrows. And maybe if back then me and So are running joint, because now we've just got a joint account. Like we just run everything through one account. They would have seen. Oh, actually, you've just got your wife's earning money. Blah blah blah. I think so did, they, did they not look at Sarah's um, accounts to to kind of I don't know did, did, was it purely your your details that they were looking so at? so now now because we're getting a joint mortgage looking at both but back then we we didn't have joint accounts okay, so, so we were two basic we were two separate people so she, then they, they, they had so no relationship record we weren't married and all that good okay, stuff okay. So, uh, so, you, so she wasn't even considered for the hot for the situation yeah exactly okay. um, so yeah it just cause cause problems um, so when you start out a business and I. You've made me very aware of this now. Is this isn't a, this isn't a don't go out and do. This is a just t- pause and just think. And to get to that situation, if you're in a day job and you're you're about you're saving up for your mortgage and you're about a year away, my honest advice is if a mortgage because I could even go into this. A mortgage is not always the best move. I even don't think it's the right move for me, but for my kids, I want them to be situated where they are for the schooling. That's a completely different ballgame. Like, I don't think a mortgage is always the right for someone, especially if you're not in a family or trying to lock a family down. Um, but if, if that mortgage and that have, being where you are is important, get that done first. To go back into the show that we did on Monday is do your nine-to-five job, work a little bit longer while you're trying to do your side hustle, just have a little bit of patience. Do that for an extra year. Get your mortgage. Then work it out. And hopefully what you've done in your business in that period will be able to give you the confidence so when you do leave your job and you have secured your mortgage is you have a way to build revenue into your new business fairly fast so you don't miss those mortgage payments. Um, 
So if that is on the short-term horizon for you, here's where I'm going. If that is on the short-term horizon, then lock that up. Stay in your job, do your side hustle, work extra hours, and then build that business up so it's even more comfortable when you leave. If a mortgage is not on your short-term horizon and you are an entrepreneur, work it out later. Mm. Just be diligent through just, the Just be process. diligent through the process. Work it out later. Uh, and if being an entrepreneur is like in you and you're fired up to do it, uh, just take pause, set some realistic expectations of if you want a house in the future, what does that look like and when, speak to someone about it, then quit your job and then go build the business and then use that as motivation to, to make it profitable. Just being thoughtful about the... Uh the process it's just yeah it's just it's crazy it's, to think like stuff that you don't get taught all the th- yeah all the things you've got to think about like life when you grow up like you say credit score and things like that have a huge impact on so many things that you've got to do um yeah just just be mindful <laughs> yeah completely agree um but that's me that's that's me uh that's what i wanted to bring on the show hopefully it's been helpful uh and at least uh, if you're listening to this regardless of the situation you're in uh, if this is something that's on your mind, would love to hear your feedback. Just send in an email straight across to Harrison on Harrison at experttrades.com, two T's in the middle, one S at the end. And if you want to follow along with the show, jump onto Instagram and find us on Startup Podcast. That's where we try and share what's happening with the show. And then also we try and show a little bit behind the scenes of what's happening in our personal lives. More me than Harry, but we're going to get him more involved on that soon. Um, guys thanks so much for listening to the show if this has been helpful and delivered any value whatsoever please go into itunes find the startup diary leave us a rating and a review and we're going to read these out in the next and upcoming episodes truly appreciate you subscribing to the show and we will see you next time hopefully with an interview our first live guest podcast with a listener of the show one of the guys who actually helped us build i think it's our first live oh no We've had some we, I, I, I thought i was over skype yep we had so our second our first one was 2018 in the new office um, with a guy called Rob who actually built us a website to help us get the podcast live but we were that busy and that fucking ungrateful uh, that we didn't even get that website live even though we put a lot of time and energy into it and fair play to Rob we've stayed in contact and we're getting him on the show and we're going to get our website live and I more more than anything want to bring him onto the show because this guy is building a business local to us and I want to talk about how he's doing it how he's managed to grow and how I just want to know how he appears in every publication that I seem to see anything related to Derby this man's face is somewhere on it uh, this guy knows how to do PR this guy knows how to get press and I think he understands the value of paying it forward and helping others out so I'm really looking forward to being on the show stay tuned for the next podcast Music